Hey everyone, welcome to Locked On Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. Andy, they say the uh, that there are lies, damn lies, and statistics. The Lakers better hope that some of those stats are lies because a look under the hood, it's really ugly there. That's next. You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks. Thanks to everybody for making Lockdown Lakers first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. It's always free. It is never going to be behind a paywall. Uh, Lockdown Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to hang out with uh, over 21,000 subscribers, Andy, uh, many of whom are wondering why the heck the Lakers can't make a three-pointer or get an offensive rebound or when the uh, lineup is going to be back together. Lots of things that we are going to cover in today's show as we get ready for uh, the beginning of the tournament, Andy. The Lakers' first game in the big NBA in-season tournament. Um I would say uh, normally, if things were going a little better, if they were six and three instead of three and six, um, if everybody was they're three and five, Brian. Let's not. Oh, I'm sorry. They're, they're looking at three and five. Whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoa. I know. Man, it shows you where how optimistic I am right now. I should probably let everybody know that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest, and most most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code all lowercase all lowercase here uh, locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Remember, the code is locked on NBA and it needs to be all lowercase. The code is jeez, itself. let them lose the game, Brian, before you count it against the record. I am a. Uh, I'm a little concerned, Andy. If you go through and and you and you look at it, uh, the Lakers. Anthony Davis is questionable for tonight's game with that hip slash groin thing that he's got going on. Um, but the Suns, Jackson Hayes, also questionable as well. The Suns, though, uh, Bradley Beal played in their game on Wednesday and. Uh, unless he has a setback, we'll probably be in the lineup. Maybe per, still under uh, maybe some sort of lim- minutes limit. Um, but uh, Devin Booker could also return for Phoenix, giving them, Andy, a full complement of players. Yeah, although if you want to listen to the Lakers potentially take their first step towards winning the in-season tournament, they do play the Phoenix Suns. Uh, that game is at 7 Pacific time. Uh, like we mentioned, Bradley Beal. Back for Phoenix, Devin Booker possibly joining him on the court. Catch every basket of the Lakers hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Lakers. Um, yeah, they they we talked about this a lot heading into uh heading into Thursday, and I'm sure it'll come up again, especially if Anthony Davis isn't there, but regardless of his availability. They need to come out in the first quarter looking to set a tone, not just of success, which obviously is the ultimate goal, but they need to set a tone of urgency, and we are here to play, and we are going to make you fight us at the very least because they have come out on all fronts, on both sides of the ball, several different facets in the first quarter it's not just mind-bogglingly bad. It is literally historically bad. They are yes. that bad of a first-quarter team. Um, 
they are, you know, their their point differential through through uh, eight games is historically, like you say, Andy, historically bad. You would think too, and this is an ESPN game. It is against Kevin Durant. It is potentially against Kevin Durant and the the rest of the big three. Um, it is as marquee a game as you can get this early in the season. Um, if the Lakers can't get themselves pumped up, built up, ready to play for this, now look, if AD doesn't play, if Jackson Hayes isn't there, you know you're you're without Vanderbilt, you know you're without uh, Gabe Vincent, and even like somebody like Jalen Hood Shafino could be useful given you know the, the the lack of depth right now at guard. All of these things. There are a lot of built-in reasons why they could end up three and six after this game. But the one thing I t- I say this to my kids before there's you know soccer games and soccer practices. The one thing that you can control is your effort. Mm-hmm. If the referee isn't good, you can't control that. If your teammates aren't playing, uh, you know the way that you want them to, you can't really control that. If you aren't playing at the level that you want, it can't be your day every day. The one thing you can always do is work hard, is try really hard. You may not get the results, but that's what you can control. And you know, on the one level, it's sort of frustrating to have you know be in a place where you're sort of boiling it down. I remember how like we felt um, after the you know, the uh, the what was it was it the first Suns game where they you know they they had that big comeback. They were a little shorthanded, and we were sort of talking about like the the energy and the effort that they had in that game and like how you felt like you could build off of that. Mm-hmm. And they've gone the exact opposite direction since then. Yeah, it's it was funny. LeBron, after Wednesday night's loss to Houston, he was asked about the energy of the team. Not as many times as LeBron kind of made it out. and Maybe he was just talking about like the last few games. But the last question that he really answered in the post-game scrum because the Lakers' media relations cut it short after that. He was asked about the team's energy level, which we you know, spent all of Thursday's show, quite frankly, railing against. And LeBron answered, I don't know. Is that like a theme? Is like the energy word a theme for a ball club right now? Because everyone is asking the same question. It's a snarky way to respond with this, but what LeBron didn't do in that answer or any other point that he felt like he was being peppered with questions about the team's energy is actually say the words, our energy's fine. Our energy's great. I feel like the energy of this team right now on the court is fantastic. Our energy isn't a problem. We got an interesting question or comment on the YouTube section um, from Premium Rezo. The lethargy is a trickle-down effect from a 39-year-old leader. I've been saying it for days. Players will match the energy of their leader. And I thought that was an interesting comment, Brian. Just in the sense of it's a conundrum. Like on one hand, it is reasonable, like very reasonable, to expect a 39-year-old, 21-seasons-in vet to pace himself to some degree energy-wise. Like this is just the practical reality of having LeBron James still playing at a pretty high level on your team. Like that is just baked into not just what you signed up for, but like reality. It has to be that way. On the other hand, the the tone and vibes, they're expected to be created by your leader, your leaders. And that specific 
type of urgency may need to come more often from LeBron. And if not LeBron, it needs to come from someone that matters. And to be fair, I actually think Anthony Davis, for the most part, has performed that level. Yes, it's just it's of urgency. Like the AD they, has played. I think he, pretty played, hard. I, I but think he's not so. a vocal guy, though. He's not right. I think it's less about how hard are you playing. I will. I mean, even I, I, I will. Wednesday's debacle aside, I don't. I don't. I think the Lakers have played hard generally. I don't think guys are loafing. I think what, you know, but there is a... I think it's been depleting, though, the last couple... Like Orlando, I thought it waxed and waned. Miami, they played hard. But then you got this effort against Houston. Right, and, and you know, it, it's not always going to look the same. And it's, sure. you know, they're, they're in, in all of that. And they're, they're always mitigating factors. And I want to get into some of those in the next segment when, when we get into some of these uh, numbers that I mentioned in the open. Um but the, what they don't have that guy. There's there's certain dudes that just, based on how they play, are the ones that help generate energy. Reeves can be that guy a little bit. Um, D'Lo, I think, when things are going well, brings it by, you know, with that enthusiasm that comes with good plays and and pumping guys up. And we remember the the energy change that he brought last year um, with. Uh, you know, with the Westbrook out, Russell in, and just felt like a breath of fresh air. But he's not somebody who gets everybody up and going with you know the the half you know the the steel and the big thunder dunk well, and things like that. So it you know LeBron sometimes is that guy with a big play or whatever. Davis really isn't. So, but I'm not even talking about. We'll get into, like, I'm not even talking about that specific. But I know. But like, there. My point is, there's a lot of different ways that energy comes. And sometimes it's vocal leadership. Sometimes it's how guys play and all that kind of stuff. And to some degree, they may be lacking some of those ingredients is all I'm saying. So we'll, we'll, we, we can get more into this, but I also want to find out from you how uh, worrisome you find some of these numbers that have been uh, bandied about uh, Lakers Twitter today because they are ugly. And I think they may be uglier than people realize. So we'll get to that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Jace Medical, and we spend a lot of time with you, the Locked on Lakers, Familia, celebrating the wins, lamenting the losses, debating starting lineups, energy of the team, all these different facets. It's awesome to have a connection that we really feel with you, and hopefully we remove some of the stress in your lives, at least the stress that doesn't revolve around the Lakers. Um, but we also want to be able to offer advice for the stress. We can do that right now least some type of stress, whether you are on an extended travel, bracing for major weather event, limited by yet another supply shortage, you have to be able to expect the unexpected and be covered. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, Revatio prescriptions. So go online right now at jacemedical.com. Receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use that code Locked On at the checkout for a $20 discount as well. Again, jasemedical.com. So my point is that you know the, the you were saying before, like Andy, that the vocal leadership isn't isn't important because it is, and some of it is that 
you know, literally what your leader is saying and what they're doing. Sometimes it's how they're, you know, the, 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 the energy and attitude that they bring on the floor. Um, and then sometimes it's other guys who are responsible because they, they, it's not like they, they go entire games without it again, Wednesday's debacle, notwithstanding the problem is that they wait, tw- they tend to wait 12 minutes before finding it. It, it's interesting you say that. Um, I've seen now both Laker fans, whether hitting us up on Twitter at Cam Brothers or in the comments section of the YouTube page, and even a little bit of media. Brian Winhorst from ESPN is the most prominent guy I can think of off the top of my head. Say that they feel like they miss Dennis, the Lakers right now miss Dennis Schroeder's ability to get into the lane, that you know, change of speed burst, the point of attack defense, but also Schroeder's energy. Mm-hmm. And that the Lakers should have worked harder to keep him. And obviously, like it's important right. to and he's a he's a perfect example of a vibes guy like yeah. that, but also yes. just the style of play yes. is one that brings energy. The other guy that they have is Vanderbilt, but he's obviously not in the line. Right. And look, it's important to say off the top that unless Schroeder was willing to take less than the max dollars offered to him, it was a moot point because the Lakers were not going to be able to right. match. What couple, Toronto he, offered. He got a couple million more from Toronto right. on a yearly basis than the Lakers right. could give him. Right. Like the, there was a unless the Lakers were going to gut their entire cap to create room for Dennis Schroeder, which respectfully, no. Um, but the I idea, also don't know exactly how hard they like did they you know, look for Vincent for I don't know the mechanics of it. I don't He's know signed for more money in Toronto than the Lakers could give him. Right. Like, but the idea of replicating that specific type of lift ev- like lift everybody up through the vibes you know just sort of like your a very specific energy presence on the court you mentioned i think they miss it with vanderbilt like vanderbilt you know he's obviously a very different player than schroeder but i think in terms of skill set because that poa defense is really important and they've been missing it badly mm-hmm. but also like vanderbilt is a guy that makes things happen purely through energy like the closest guy they have had i think is maybe Jackson Hayes, but he's hurt and he doesn't have a big role on this team. Like you feel Dennis Schroeder playing hard. Sure. You know what I mean? Like he's one of those guys. And but the all the other the other thing about it is, you know, the it's they they're missing what Schroeder brought. Yeah. Um, in part because the guy who is replacing him hasn't been able to play. Um, you know, and so you know, he's played four games and they need, you know, this after missing some preseason too. So it's like they haven't been able to really get into Gabe Vincent. And look, Schroeder in the games he's played as the starting point guard for Toronto has been really good. Mm-hmm. He's played very well for the Raptors. He's, Gabe he's Vincent good last year. He was. Gabe Vincent in, in 28 minutes a game for the Lakers is shooting 7% from three-point range and 39% <laughs> overall. So not only are you getting you know, um, what is that? Three three games with no Vincent at all, um, where they're just completely missing that point of attack defense and the the difference in the skill set that uh, four games with four that. games, right? Thank you. Uh, where the your I, I, my own math confusion about their record at the beginning of this uh, of the show has is bleeding into this. I was going to say um, that Dan Levitar would say you are leaking confidence, right? I now. am at least when it comes to numbers. <laughs> so you have. 
this situation where you, in some games, you are missing the skill set entirely. So you are left with Reeves and, and Russell and some of the, you know, you're, you're unable to kind of shake up that dynamic to get the kind of mix and match uh, that you would want. So that's a problem. And then you have, you know, when he has been available, he has quite frankly not played very well. And so, though they know, they do miss his point of attack defense, like or just the presence along the perimeter, because frankly, D'Lo and Reeves have not been great. It's not, along it's, those and lines. it's not, it's not a strength. And when, nope. you know, and then when you and you add in missing other Vando. potential, you know, guys who can make up for that, whether it's Vanderbilt, whether it's uh, Anthony Davis on Wednesday, whatever it might be, it's like. The, the the shortcomings are exacerbated. And this this gets to some of the stuff with the numbers that I wanted to talk about because, you know, the it, I've made this point a few times. Intellectually, you can understand and justify three and five. If they lose tonight, hopefully they don't lose in the same way that they played. But if AD can't play, and it's possible, he's listed as questionable, um, if he can't play or he's limited or whatever, and the Lakers, relatively shorthanded, lose to a getting to be full strength Sun Squad. Um, I it's that's not a game that in isolation you freak out about. The question is like which which one of these bad statistics, bad numbers, whether it's the historically bad first quarters, whether it's the three point shooting, the bad offensive rebounding rate, all of those other things. We'll break down some of them specifically. Are a function of not having enough guys, not having continuity, not being able to play with consistency, and how many of them are kind of independent of who suits up on any given night. I would think you, you know, offensive rebounding to me, um, their their own offensive rebound rate to me is something that is independent of who suits up. I don't think they're good at that. Um, Vanderbilt will help, but. That, that we said heading into this season that rebounding in general could be an issue for this team. That was something that we had pegged as a potential possibility. We didn't necessarily think it would be this bad. Like what's crazy no. is like they give up clearly, they give up a lot of offensive rebounds. They've also gathered a lot of defensive rebounds. But if you look at their actual defensive rebounding rate, it's not great. Uh-uh. What it what it's been is basically they've defended well enough to force some misses, but then they are truly hit or miss when it comes to stopping the possession after that miss. And you know, uh, here ESPN stats and info has this one. Uh, it, it's actually to some degree amazing that they're only two games under five hundred. Through the first eight games, the Lakers in all of their games have made fewer threes than their opponent. And they've shot a worse percentage from three than their opponent, which is not surprising because the Lakers are the worst three-point shooting team in the NBA at under 30%, which for an NBA team, um, a particularly one that has credible shooters on it. in, in Lasers. Russell, yes. Um, it, it's kind of a shocking statistic that, they're, that they've been this bad. But you remember last year, I think it was last year, the year before it's like they were a bad three point shooting team and they had stretches where they were bad at three point shooting, weren't getting the line and were turning the ball over too much. It's like, you can be bad at one of those things and that's okay. You will be, you'll be okay. You can be bad at 
but you can't be bad at all three of them. And you probably can't be bad at two of them and have a functional offense. The Lakers this year have been a catastrophically bad three-point shooting team. And they're not getting any second chances. And their, you know, their turnover rate is middle of the pack. Um, so they're not preserving um, you know, they're not preserving possessions in that way. And the free throw rate which while top 10 is lower than it has been, and it's lower than it needs to be if you're going to be so bad at three-point shooting. So it's no wonder that the offense has is, is been as poor as it, you know, per- performing as poorly as we've seen. Yeah, I mean, we coming back, we can break down some of these numbers, the ones that jump out at us and what we think is actually going on with them right now and how much, if at all, they can be fixed like ASAFP. So we will talk about that. Next, Locked on Lakers brought to you by PrizePix, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six stat projections for players and then watch the winnings roll in up to 25 times your money. And with basketball season now in full swing, you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league created specifically for projections that include two or more players from different sports or different leagues. For example, you could go LeBron and Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo for three pointers made and receptions with prize picks reboot policy. Also your entries stay in play. Even if one of your players gets injured for NFL games or college football, top 25 matchups. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half, doesn't return in the second, that player gets rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepickscom slash locked on NBA. Use the code locked on NBA again for a first deposit match up to hundred bucks again. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Prizepicks daily fantasy sports made easy. Reminder: The Lakers tonight play the Phoenix Suns at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Bradley Beal is back for the Suns. Devin Booker may be joining them. The Suns might actually have their big three. Catch every basket of the Lakers' hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Lakers. So in a sea of bad numbers, Andy, which ones stick out to you? <laughs> I've mentioned a uh, few, but what sticks out to you? The three-point shooting that we just mentioned. like The specificity of that stat that ESPN uh, Stats and Info gathered, it is so specific that it almost feels forced yet feels familiar enough to feel incredibly real. (laughs) Like you're not really having to work that hard to land on it. And to put in perspective, just how bad the outside shooting has been. The Lakers are middle of the pack. I believe 14th overall. The last I looked earlier today, it could be affected by tonight's games, but middle of the pack for overall field goal percentage. They are fifth in two-point percentage, and it's not just at the rim. From 5 to 14 feet, the Lakers have been fine enough, anywhere from like middle of the pack to slightly over middle of the pack. The minute you get 15 feet and out, much less behind the three-point arc, they are crippling. They are just crippling their ability to do anything beyond either posting up, where they've actually been pretty effective, or running, but on a points per uh, 
points per possession basis, they've not been that great in possession anyway. Why were they, um, they, they? They can't run because they can't rebound. Right. Exactly. But they haven't even been that effective when they've been doing it. Um, much less the frequency. Well, it's also too. It's like teams know, and like you can put a little pressure on them. You don't. You can drop guys back and crash a little bit of the board. It's like they're a very easy team to defend against in transition because it's very it's very easy to either keep them out of transition or get yourself set up to where the transition opportunities that you're giving up aren't tilted. Yeah. Um, the big problem we we talked about it a little bit. D'Lo and Reeves yep. with the outside shooting between the two, they're averaging almost 11 attempts per game and between them averaging around 30%. Like I think it's going to get better. You know, at the very least D'Lo has a long enough sample size as at minimum a competent, if not often very good three point shooter at volume that you can believe it'll get better. But the longer, the longer it takes, the less that backcourt works together because they are getting hurt defensively, especially without Vanderbilt there to increase some optionality they're often at a physical and athletic disadvantage comparatively to a lot of backcourts around the league. So they got to make up for it in skill offering, you know, including shooting. It's not happening. Rui also, Rui and Christian Wood have been pretty good on balance from three, but they don't take enough to make right. up for what's not happening. I think both of them need to look to bump it up a bit, at least until they start entering a slump, because they're both at around 40%, but they only take three per game. You you look around at all the different ingredients of things that contribute to them being a a you know offensive rating is a it is is somewhat dependent on whose numbers you're using. If you use Basketball Reference, they're twenty eighth in the league in offensive rating. Um, And obviously, the three point shooting is is something about that. You know, when you're the worst three point shooting team in the league, you need a lot of other things to make up for that. Um, but it's not like the Lakers are taking, you know, 35, 36 a game. They nope. take the 29th, you know, the second fewest. They're 29th in the league in threes attempted per game. Um, so at the very least, they're being modest in the in the amount of uh, of attempts, given how poorly they're doing at it. But you mentioned transition. Well, one of the other reasons they're unable to um to get out in transition a middle of the you know almost bottom third uh defensive rebound rate has an impact on that but it's also they're you know 20 they're they're 20th right now in turnover rate uh in terms of generating turnovers defensively the easiest way to get out and run turn over the other team that's that that is the pathway to an easy bucket even more so than grab the defensive rebound and go well they're not generating very many turnovers and you know, are they another spot where you miss Vincent, you miss Vando? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and then you know, you look at it, and you know, at least they are getting to the line. Uh, they're fourth in the league in in free throws attempted, um, but you know, they're middle of the pack in free throw percentage. So, like, they're leaving a lot of points all over the court. And I, I I am with you. I actually have all the numbers. I think the rebounding is going to be issued all year. They're going to have to figure this out. Um, what are the ways that we can compensate? What can we do differently to mitigate some of those issues? How can we, what floor combinations? The one thing I do think will improve, not just because it's hard for any NBA team to shoot 29% from three for an entire year. Russell and Reeves are too good to not have that number go up. 
Um, so I expect the three point shooting. Yeah, Delo's currently at thirty two percent. Reeves is currently at twenty eight percent. Right, and and obviously, you know, Gabe Vincent when he comes back is not going to shoot seven percent for the rest of the season. <laughs> He's going to bump that up to at least. Man you know, 13, 14, you know, <laughs> that, that'll, that'll come through in the percentages. Um, you know, it, but this is where it's going to matter if Vincent is himself and the playoff thing is a bit of a mirage. Can Rui become a good regular season three point shooter? Like they need it. It is hard to be a good offense in modern NBA and be incompetent from three. You at least yeah. have to be okay. Yeah. Like I said, Rui and Wood are actually both shooting. Well, they both, really need to be taking more threes like i know Rui in a lot of ways like his sweet spot is the is the mid-range i think that's where he's most comfortable but for the time being i actually think they until until he starts reverting back to some of what we saw earlier in his career i actually think they need him taking more because he's one of the few guys on this team at even semi-volume that's making him at a good clip but they they need to get better with that. You know, we were talking about the rebounding. Once you start getting back to a full slate of players, God willing, and Darwin actually has some options, I would like to see, assuming Jared Vanderbilt doesn't take up the space for both of them, I would like to see Christie start getting Cam Reddish's minutes if for no other reason Christie's a much better rebounder than, than Reddish. And if neither one of them is, for the time being, hitting outside shots, I would prefer the guy that's actually – Christie is actually a good rebounder. Yeah. So I, I would rather have him in there getting those minutes once you actually – like right now they both have to play because they both have to play. But once you actually start getting the ability to make choices, that's one I would like Darvin to make because this has become a glaring weakness for this team, and Christie will help on the glass way more than Reddish will. It's – it's just one of these things where the, the the hard part about a hard part about missing all of these guys, and we'll see who's available on um on, on you know tonight, um, is that it it does kind of cloud the questions that we're asking the which which one of these which what what about these problems are fixable based on personnel, based on continuity, based on, you know, because when you, when you, when you change lineups every, every day, because not because Darwin is wishy-washy, but because they've got a different group of people. No, this is not to them. I don't care what you're complaining about with Darwin, the mixing and matching of lineups right now. That is not his fault. Not his fault. Um, you know, that has an impact on your defense. It has an impact on your offense. Like, and, and when it's, it's different if it's, you play three weeks and you're down two guys in your rotation, but it's the same two guys the entire time. That's when you can start, you know, you can gain continuity and you can figure out, okay, this isn't exactly how we want to do. We'd rather do it X, Y, and Z way with those two guys over there, but they're not here, but we've played six games in a row with this group and we've, we've seen some things and we can make adjustments. But when it changes every game, that means your principles change, your strengths change, your weaknesses change, your rotation of, you know, who you can put out in the floor combinations change. You can't make and, permanent adjustments if you don't have a permanent roster. And and each game, it's different for guys to figure out, like, wait, is, do I got to stay on the corner shooter today and, or am I supposed to crash and collapse? These little bits of of, of hesitation and, and, and a lack of surety. Um, and, you know, guys like Cam Reddish, 
who are trying to find their way and you know tra uh, 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 Christian Wood adjusting to doing things in a different way for a different team with different expectations like it's just a lot and and it's it obscures where the real problems are the the the, the permanent problems are versus the things that are more temporary um, they got to win <laughs> really got to figure out how to win yeah. It's three and six. We've read the schedule before. Three and six is not good. And there's a danger of it turning, you know, four and nine, six and 11, six and 12. Like the danger zone comes, uh, it comes to you fast. And You're you can on the highway the right now. It feels like it. You can change the, the vibes can change real quick with a big win on the road mm -hmm. yep. where the Lakers are uh, winless. So look far at the way things season. felt after the win over the Clippers. Yep. Um, that's another example of a, a game where you felt good. Um, kind of coming out despite some in-game mm, not greatness. Um, but anyway, Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, hang out with over 21,000 subscribers, uh, talk to us, talk to them. Great, great community of people. Uh, we are going to try to pop back on after Friday's game, hopefully discussing a win, um, and then obviously a full show for Monday. See everyone next time.